Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about leveling needs to change. I had to record this after the live stream because there's something to happen with the live stream, but we will have most of the Q&A and the call-in session after. If you want to catch these live, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can watch me live now on YouTube when I'm streaming at SayNoToRage.com. It'll bring you to the YouTube channel. The first live stream we did was unbelievable, so we're going to plant our flag there, do our shows, take your questions and discussions. So, this is the outline that I walked through. Uh, this is not a new problem. The leveling struggles that we're having, the frustrations that we're having, I kind of want to start there. Then I want to talk about how leveling is not content. And then I want to end by talking about how should this work? Because I think a lot of the times when this stuff happens, when when leveling is complained about or people don't like it or people get upset at the current structures, nobody really has a better way forward. A lot of people will suggest things like, well, let's just go to pure XP or let's just get rid of leveling. Uh, on the outset, before I you know, get into the meat of the video, I, I want to say, I said that this at the end of the video the first time I did it, uh, leveling is needed. Okay, we need leveling in games like Destiny and RPGs like this, and leveling is needed. Leveling is actually not the problem. Leveling is not bad. We just have bad leveling, okay? Leveling is needed. Slow leveling is not. And that's fundamentally where I think a lot of the disagreement comes from. Because the people that play more often, they don't really see the problem with slow leveling or costly infusion. But then when people started taking breaks and then came back this summer, a lot of people started changing their position on leveling because they started experiencing the pain points that folks like myself were trying to highlight all the way back beginning at Forsaken. So let's talk about how this is not a new problem. Really, RNG gear-based leveling has been a frustration point since Forsaken. Like, even back then, they consistently tried to mitigate the pain. They changed the name of Masterwork Cores, uh, they made them more accessible, then they started doing Surge Bounties, and then when Shadowkeep rolled around, they really tried to streamline leveling. It is much faster now than it was uh, before. The analogy I used is if the speed limit is, you know, 70 miles an hour and your grandma's doing 35 and you're like, come on, grandma, speed up. And she speeds up to like 55 or 60. That's still not fast enough. Okay. So they've sped up leveling. It is streamlined, but it's still not where it needs to be. It can still really slow folks down. I think the dungeon served as a huge motivator this season in particular. People were like, I want to go do the dungeon and I'm getting bad drops. I'm getting bad RNG and I can't progress. And that's where I think a lot of the change in opinion has started to happen. And randomness determining your progress is just bad as a concept. If every season we have to have leveling for sunsetting, for aspirational content, for dungeons, raids, Grandmaster Nightfalls, uh, for for content like trials and other things to have sunsetting working properly, if we are going to be leveling this rhythmically, you cannot have randomness determining somebody's progress. That just isn't a good system. Uh, and it leads to the frustration and I know somebody might say well people are leveling faster now it's actually better if you look at the internal numbers it's not bad I would be concerned that the internal numbers aren't going to show the people that come back play for one or two weeks and then stop playing they're not going to register as someone who's not progressing fast enough they just they just kind of give up and throw in the towel and forcing folks into content they don't like is another problem with this system it's not just that it's rng based it's not just that you can have bad experiences with progression while your buddy sails you know and gets all the right drops it it makes you go into content that you don't have any interest in i literally had people tell me 
that AFK Forge Farming saved this season for them. They were able to level without really thinking about it. Even without the AFK Forge Farming, we were getting powerful drops from Umbrals. So you could level up reasonably quicker than other seasons because we had an extra source of power bump on our armor. That was great. I leveled up really fast because of that. I was running nightmare hunts. I was using all my Umbrals and always focusing them to armor to get those power bumps. And they took that away. And I think that's another reason people are getting frustrated. It's like we actually had a great way to level. It was faster this season than ever before. Bungie needs to look at that. They need to look at the speed of leveling this season and see why it was positively received and make adjustments accordingly. Now, people will always push back and say that it's too fast, we can't have it this fast, but I want to push back on the middle of the video here and say leveling is not content. It isn't content. It's not actually an enduring value point, okay? This is the real point that hardcores always miss, I think. Hardcore players always miss this point when talking about leveling. They generally do everything they can to bypass the pain. They save bounties. They play a disproportionate amount of time in the early weeks to get leveling out of the way. 8 to sometimes 16 hours a day doing everything they can to maximize leveling. They'll find which vendor is a plus zero so they can backfill. What that is is when you're 1040 and your boots are like 1030 something. If you can find a vendor that's giving you 1040 gear, because you are 1040, it'll backfill if it hits your boots. It raises that. And they're doing, they're using calculators. They're making sure they do everything in the exact pristine right order to maximize leveling. They're doing everything they can to minimize the pain, and it's not an enduring value point. Hardcore players are usually leveling up within one to two weeks of a season. A season is three months long. And if, as a hardcore player, you're trying to defend leveling, which is something you do just in the first couple of weeks, and you do it sometimes in a way that's either unnatural playtime sessions, or you save things to bypass it, minimize it, take away the pain. You're sort of devaluing the thing you're defending. You're like, no, 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 we need leveling, we need slow leveling, and then you do everything in your power to get around it, and not even want to interact with it, or to bypass it. It doesn't endure as some rhythmic form of value or content loop. It's not content. That's the real point. It's not a content loop. It's not a grind. It's not a loot pursuit. It's literally a hurdle that hurts the rest of the community. One to two weeks of slow leveling with 16-hour play sessions or 8-hour play sessions is terrible for everybody else in the community. It doesn't scale down to everybody else well at all. One of the things I've been defending recently are systems that give you more the more time you put in and a little bit less the less time you put in, like the Menagerie and like, you know, non-failable content like Sundial. If you run it really efficiently, you're going to get more stuff in the long run. You're going to have a quicker turnover rate of loot and then other people that are playing more casually and taking longer because they're matchmaking or they're not maximizing their time, they're going to have a less turnover of loot. With this leveling system... There is no surefire way to say if you put in more time, you'll get more leveling because it's RNG based and it sort of dictates where you have to go in the game. So let's talk about how this should work. How should they change this system? Because it does seem to be such a gigantic hurdle for so many people. Number one, milestones should reset rhythmically. And what I mean by that is if you're going to get a powerful drop for three strikes, it should keep doing that every three strikes, every five crucible matches, every four gamut matches. So if you love crucible or you just want to grind strikes, or if you just want to play the new seasonal content, there should be a milestone reward 
that hits on a rhythm. So you're not like, well, I got bad drops this week. I'm kind of done, especially if you only have one character. This would be a huge way to help players who only have one character. And it would also help players play where they want and they don't feel like going and running content that they're, they're not interested in. If I go run five Crucible matches and I get a bad drop, that's infuriating. I don't want to do that. And I think this would keep us from feeling that need. Milestones would just reset rhythmically. Now, in between those powerful drops, you know, you're getting a powerful drop every three strikes. Every drop should be at your level to backfill. I shouldn't have to use an app and a calculator and find what, you know, what vendor is plus zero and token slam. That is not content. That is not leveling. Everything should drop at my level to ensure that I'm getting backfilled and leveling even while I'm not getting my milestone. Even if I get a bad milestone drop, if the RNG is not necessarily in my favor, I would say, you know, those backfills are going to make up for it. Pinnacles should have smart RNG applied to them, okay? Because by the time you get to level cap and you're going to go run Pinnacles, they're only plus ones, plus twos. They should probably all be plus twos now. And it should only hit a spot that's going to help you. Smart RNG should apply to Pinnacles because you can limit Pinnacles, you know, to a weekly thing. If you want to do that, that's fine because that's aspirational. That's aspirational level. It's beyond the normal level. And Smart RNG would be there to protect from somebody, you know, during the Q&A. Oh, no, during the call-in session, you're going to hear a guy talk about how many Pinnacle drops they got and how many of them hit the same slot and why that needs to stop. You can listen to that in the call-in session. So the this would work for everyone. Okay, I can go wherever I want. I can play how I want and where I want, and I'm just leveling. I'm just getting drops. It would just be seamless. It would be, yes, something that's necessary every season, but not this arduous hurdle that keeps people from being able to play and go to the places they want. A capstone to the system would be slot leveling. Slot leveling already exists in the game right now. If your gauntlets have hit 1050, the game views that slot as the highest equipable. Well, that slot should just be 1050 then. Anytime I equip gauntlets, it should be 1050. I've earned 1050 on that slot. Instead of hitting 1050 and having a bunch of random gear that's 1046, 1047, 1030 this, no. I've earned 1050 on that slot. It should always be 1050. If something has been sunset and it's capped at like, you know, 1000, if I equip it, it would just pull the slot down to 1000. So sunsetting would still work in this system. The slot would be 1050. Any sunset gear that you equip would pull the slot level down. But all non-sunset gear would just automatically take on the 1050 attribute that's been earned on the slot. This would simplify leveling, streamline it, allow people to play where they want, how they want, and just really start getting into content loops and chasing gear i loved grinding the dungeon i was chasing loot high stat roll on armor trying to get an eyeglass shotgun roll i could do that because i wasn't fiddling around and muddling around with leveling and jumping through milestone hoops and dealing with rng ultimately we want to play where we want and how we want and this is how i would fix leveling because the problems have persisted since forsaken they've gotten slightly better we got i think we got more more room to grow and more room to improve leveling so as always if you want to join these live to take part in either the call-in sessions or the q a sessions say no to rage.com monday through friday daily streams in the morning interactive podcast style content hope to see you there as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about leveling needs to change. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. That will bring you right to the YouTube channel where I've been streaming, uh, and you can submit the questions through chat as long as you're a member of the channel, a paying member. You also get perks in the Discord. A One good perk would be audio only if you're trying to listen to this live but you can't get on YouTube. I have an audio only version for 
for you in Discord while I'm doing it live. You can listen and interact with me there as well. So let's jump right into uh, the questions. And we will do a call-in session after this. That's a new thing we've been adding. If you're a VIP on Patreon or YouTube, if you're a paying VIP, you can hop in and talk to me in the Discord after this Q&A for the call-in session. All right? So... Let us jump into the first question. Astrover says, Can you shed any light on why Bungie are so committed to this leveling system despite its terrible flaws? Could that be uh, a reluctance to back down, or is it more likely it's too embedded into the game design systems to change? I, I honestly don't think it's that it's too embedded. I think it has more to do with the fact that they can't make big, huge system-wide changes flippantly. Um, they made big changes in Shadowkeep. Thank you, Soul Lee, for doing a, a tier one uh, member. Um, they they can't just flip a switch, right? And they did. They did. To be to be fair, to be fair, they did make really good changes in Shadowkeep. They raised the soft cap. Um, they they've made it significantly easier for you to level up with regard to that. So leveling is better, okay? But. I've always said this, this is an analogy I've used. If the, if the if the speed limit on the highway is 70 miles an hour and your grandma's doing like 35 and you're like, "Can you speed up, grandma?" and she speeds up to like 55 or 60. You're like, "Well, this is certainly better, but you're still not going the speed limit." Right? So they they have certainly moved the needle in a better direction. Leveling is better, but it's still not good enough. It still needs to go significantly farther than they've gone because the the real the real issue with leveling it ex- extends beyond people just like not wanting to level. It's it lacks player agency. It's RNG based. You limit it. I can't just level as much as I want in a given week. I run out of milestones. I have to go into parts of the game I'm less interested in. And I think I think that is a significant reason why so many people get frustrated by it. And again, as I said in the video, look at everyone's behavior. Look at everyone's behavior beginning of this season. They're AFK forging. They're going into nightmare hunts, right? They're doing all of this because they want to get past the leveling. They don't want to do it. Uh, thank you for the two spot, Joseph Young. Good to have you back, King. Thank you. So I... I don't know. To me, to me, I think that the problem with this extends far beyond just like I don't like leveling. It's actually play flow disrupting. It's it's a barrier between people just wanting to play the content. This season I think was one of the best seasons to see people's disdain for it because of the dungeon. People got super super hyped, came clamoring back to the game and they got hit in the face with leveling and they're like, "Well, I don't like this. Why?" Cuz that dungeon was hanging out and they couldn't go in there and enjoy it. So, form a logic with the next question. If Bungie were to do away with the pinnacle grind, what are some ideas you might have for Bungie to provide incentives to level up? It would be fantastic if we could get prisms or shards for doing weekly milestones. I I don't want to m- muddy these waters, so I'm going to just deal with mainly the front half of your question because I think muddying like milestones becoming a, a source for prisms and stuff like I don't want to mess with that currency right now. They, they might need to look at like how often you can get it and where you can get it but by and large I don't I don't want to fiddle with that currency. So, um as far as the pinnacle grind goes, I have been saying that this is how it should work, okay? Let's just imagine in this season they they implemented this. So, 1050 um 
10.50. Oh, is it wrapping around the screen? All right, hang on one second. I should be able to fix the wrapping issue. Uh, there you go. Thank you for the heads up. Uh, and then I'll just slide that over. Um, shoot. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I, I can do this while I talk. So what I would do is if, if, if a thousand fifty, if a thousand fifty was the, the cap, you could get a plus 10 from pinnacle and a plus 10 from the, a plus 10 from the artifact. Okay. I would cap the artifact at 10 and then the pinnacle at 10. So you can get the bonus 10 just for playing as long as you're playing enough. And then you get another 10 from pinnacles. Pinnacles should be where the smart RNG is the most rigid. If you're going to take the time to do a pinnacle, you should not have anything hitting a a slot that doesn't get help. That just should not be a thing. It simply should not be a thing. Swarly, thank you so much for being a becoming a a paying member. Enjoy the emotes and the in the Discord perks. Like, I really, really don't think so. I really don't think you can you can do that. You can say, oh well, you know. You're gonna come and do this. This uh, you're gonna come and do this pinnacle, and when you do this pinnacle, it's gonna result in you getting literally nothing, right? So, I think that's one of the that's one of the general problems with the system right now. So, pinnacles need the most rigid, smart RNG, be mainly mainly for that reason, um, because you are gonna go into the end game and you're never gonna go anywhere. You're never you're never gonna get a you know. Uh, you know those plus twos just take too long so if you know somebody's saying they're reporting the stream well that's fine you know uh, false reports uh, will get you banned uh, on the uh, on YouTube so that's against Twitch ter- uh, ba- that's against YouTube's terms of service to do um, false reporting so uh, anyway the the nature of the pinnacle grind I think is in dire need of smart RNG now if you take everything I said about normal leveling right milestone should be rhythmic every three strikes you get a drop you get a powerful drop and then everything is backfilling everything's dropping at your level you don't really need smart RNG until you get to the pinnacle grind once you get to the pinnacle grind sure you need some smart RNG but if you if, if before that, if milestones are more rhythmic and everything's dropping at your level, then you you do not need you do not need to do uh, smart RNG. It's not ne- it's not needed at the lower levels, but you do need it at the pinnacle level, I think. I don't want to muddy the waters with milestones and shards and all the other currencies and stuff. Um, I I think that they. I think that they they need to really really consider how often you get those currencies, but they don't need to overswing. Because if you're having to replace your armor once a year, that could get a little frustrating. But I also think they need to be careful with sunsetting, because sunsetting is certainly a thing where people are going to feel like, oh my gosh, I just spent all this currency and now it's sunset, you know. But thankfully sunsetting is like a year away so by the time it happens you should have more currency i think the main reason i think they should look at currency is how many casuals and mid lane players are never experimenting with mods they're never experimenting with new builds um i think that's a potential problem for the future of like cool new exciting stuff thank you joseph young uh for becoming a member enjoy the emotes and the discord perks 
Hitman. Lono, do you ever feel like your character is getting stronger? Uh, maybe streamers who solo hard content feel a sense of progression, but for myself, when we run old content and die just the same as we did when we run sub 1000, it makes me feel like we level up nonstop season to season with no actual feeling of growth. Cooler stuff, sure, but no sense of actual character progression. Well, ah, here, here, I think here is, is the general problem with no leveling or uh, there's there's two problems here you could either do no leveling at all i don't think that's a good solution you need leveling you need a sense of i gotta level up to go into the harder content you need leveling for sunsetting to work okay um and because of that because of that leveling needs to be a thing so to the other part of your question oh well i don't really feel stronger in lower level content to a certain degree, I think you're overstating it just a little bit. When I go into raids and nightfalls, I do feel like I die quite a bit quicker, especially nightfalls. Nightfalls have like their own power uh, damage um, settings, okay? And then when I go down in the public space and lost sectors and stuff, I really don't feel like I die that quickly. I, I, I can face tank. I can play pretty lazy lead-footed in, in the low-level content. It's, it just doesn't seem to be that difficult uh, for me to do that. I can just kind of stand there, right? Now, Bungie's talked about this before. Thank you, Savage Sharkbite, for becoming a paying member. Uh, Enjoy the emotes and the Discord perks. They have said, we don't want old content to become absolutely frivolous. Like, you're walking through the public space, and you're just sneezing on the enemies, and they're dying, okay? They want there to be some semblance of, you still need to shoot the enemies, you still need to kind of pay attention, and... I tend to agree with that philosophy. I actually tend to agree with them in this regard because I don't necessarily feel like, oh, I'm really powerful as I strut through the public space and just one-shot mini-bosses and and public space and lost sector bosses, okay? We've talked about this uh, before in another way. If I went into the game and I programmed a weapon to one-shot everything it one shots a raid boss it one shots a grandmaster nightfall boss okay it is technically very strong and if i gave it to you and you went and started killing everything i'd be like hey doesn't that feel really strong doesn't that feel really good you'd be like no it doesn't and i'd be like oh well why not you're like well because there's there's no sense of a challenge I'm not overcoming anything difficult, so it doesn't feel strong. It's technically strong, but it's not actually making you feel like it's a strong weapon. So, in the same vein, right? In the same vein, if you're, you know, 1,050, and every time you go into the public space or any 750 content, like a strike, and you're just shredding everything, nothing can kill you, it's almost like God mode is on, I don't think that 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 feels like true power, right? I don't feel like that feels like an actual level of power and progression. This is where this is where I think they need more dynamics in the end game. One of the biggest problems with the end game right now is they rely on a bunch of negative modifiers and a bunch of negative modifiers and a in a power delta, okay? If the stronger you got, the more elaborate your build could become, as we spoke about in the, you know, armor, the armor system needs to be overhauled, right? Thank you, DefSide, for becoming a paying member. Enjoy the emotes and the uh, Discord, uh, the Discord uh, perks. Um, so if, if, if that were, if that were a thing, like, you're like, oh, 
if I could go into endgame content and build with seasonal mods or new mods and I'm kind of min-maxing and that gives me a sense of power and strength in a Grandmaster Nightfall, I think that is a better system. Right now, you generally go into really challenging content and you tend to just face tank. Put up a well, put up a, 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 a titan bubble, right? And then that that's kind of the that's kind of the end of it. And so I I think there's more room for depth and dynamics in the combat in the end game. And if they were to do that, that's where you would start to feel I'm stronger. And the example that I always give when this comes up is when I would go into uh, master level nightmare hunts. And when I was in the master level nightmare hunt, I had to I was maximizing our time and efficiency. I was changing my loadout and my plan strategy and where I stood, and so were my teammates, okay? And because of that, we got better and better and better and quicker and quicker and quicker, and that made me feel, like, quote-unquote stronger, right? I think because of that, I think because of that, you're always going to be in this scenario of you know, if I get into the end game, what am I actually truly being challenged by? Am I being challenged by the difficulty and the combat dynamics and mechanical pain, or am I being challenged by a a delta and some negative modifiers? So, a tier one uh, from Sean Adams, thank you for becoming a paying member. Uh, be sure to get into the Discord for your Discord perks and enjoy your enjoy your emotes. So thank you so much. And yes, I will be doing these daily on YouTube now. Uh, this is where we're coming. And um, I appreciate lively debate. I really, really do. Uh, the person that's coming in chat and saying, you know, that uh, sunsetting is a scam and we need to fight back. Um, I appreciate your passion. I really, really do. But I really don't think we're going to gain anything by grinding an axe in a YouTube chat on you know wanting to see sunsetting stopped i appreciate your passion and your opinions um but i think you're just kind of overstating your case just a little bit too much pink hazard is the ultimate solution to embed slot leveling into the process or is there a possible way to make the current process quote-unquote better through some form of focus style engrams like we have this season well if if you're gonna if you're gonna try to fix leveling by having uh focusing my only concern about that is what you're actually doing is, is you're turning leveling into like a transaction. I'm not a huge fan of the Umbral Ingram feeling like another value meal ordering system. You know, you had the Chalice, then you had Sundial, and now you have the Umbral Ingrams. It kind of feels like we're just ordering value meals. Like you go up and you're like, yeah, give me another one of those. Click, 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 click. And if leveling, if leveling started to go that route as well, my concern would be that you're you're going to make leveling just another like, oh yeah, I got to go through this process and I got to go focus this Ingram. I need boots. If you did what I said in the, in the video, which is milestones were rhythmic and everything was dropping at your level, I think it would solve these problems. And then leveling is just happening out in the world. You're just playing. You like running Crucible. You like running Strikes. You like running the new content. You know, whatever it is that you like doing, go enjoy it and you're just going to level up while playing it. You don't got to like go to a machine and like order some boots or like order a helmet or whatever. You see what I'm saying? I don't think this is a bad suggestion. I just don't think this truly lands on the problem. I think this just creates another one. This just creates another hurdle, another, you know, transactional kind of boring, you know, ritual I got to do every season. And I would rather just be playing the game and the new content and just level as I play. 
there's something really enjoyable about that. When you're playing a new game and you're just seeing those bars fill and those numbers going up, right? There's just something nice about that. It's like, oh, yeah, look at me go. I'm, I, I put in a couple hours and look at, look at how much progress I made. This is one of the reasons I think the season pass was such a smart idea. People just, you know, people... It, it, people just understand that like I'm making progress while playing you know what I mean and that I think is is one of the things that leveling needs to feel like this as well you put in a couple hours you play some activities and you see the number go up that's generally how RPGs feel that's why they're so enjoyable time in progression out so thank you pit viper for the two dollars I appreciate that pit uh, sensory fern. Should the seasonal artifact be easier to level up, it would help compensate for not getting the pinnacles you need to raise your gear score and ease frustration from repetitive drops. Uh, th- yeah, the artifact's in a really, really weird uh, place. You noob, you're not at level 200 lately. Well, I wasn't playing the game very much, you know, for a few weeks there. <laughs> um, I took a bit of a break. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, the, the artifact's in a weird place. I think it should just be capped at 10, and it should probably level up pretty quickly, you know? It should just level up pretty quickly. And you can just kind of go in and play. They're, they're going to change XP, you know, distribution, so it's not so bounty-focused, and I think that's a really, really good idea. Um, I continue to think that the artifact having unlimited leveling is a problem. Uh, I think it's creating more problems than it than it, than it helps with. Um I would, I would, I would say that, you know, those are, uh, those are some things they need to look at. I think just putting a 10 cap on the, on the artifact and have it be pretty automatic, level up pretty quickly, um, would be, uh, would, would be fine. It, but then you have to ask the question, what is the role of the artifact at that point? If you streamline leveling through everything we've outlined, why do I need that artifact? Why? Now you could say, well, it's bonus leveling. It just kind of happens. It's a great way, you know, to make up for a slow week or something. But at the same time, at this, at the same time, I think that there's something to be said for there's something to be said for the artifact being capped at ten and just automatic and being there as like a cushion for slow or bonus or whatever. So you hit the ten fifty and you get the bonus ten. One of the main reasons I think it could still function is that bonus 10 is if you don't feel like running pinnacles, right? Um it it uh if 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 you're if you're going if you're going to uh if you're going to like create this semblance of hey, 1050's great, but you're going to want to go a little bit higher than that, right? You're going to want to go a little bit higher than that because of maybe there's harder content or something. So you hit 1050 and then you get the you get the plus 10 and now you can go into some of the harder content and then there's even harder content that you might need the pinnacles for so then it's it's sort of a stepping stone i could see the artifact serving as like a plus 10 stepping stone to enable um to enable people to feel that sense of like i can't do everything but i can at least do i can at least get a little bit of a bump in addition to hitting um in addition in addition to getting that you know that that uh, that max JJ uh, Saxon says Bungie introduced the artifact system as an indefinite XP power grind with the current annual pass. Then in season 10, they essentially made it a moot point by capping us at 25 power below for the season's pinnacle content like Grandmaster Nightfalls. If Bungie 
uh, were to bring the artifact system back in year four, what changes would you suggest to make the XP grind worthwhile and player friendly? This is a well-timed question. Um, I think like at a, at a ground, uh, at a ground level, okay. At a ground level, the artifact, as I just said, could just be that plus 10. I think that they had to walk it back. As you're saying, they had to walk it back, right? They're, they're, they had to disable it in Trials and Iron Banner for a while, and then they, oh, now it, it, you only get like a plus 25 or whatever uh, when you go into Pinnacle content. And so, um, I think calving it at 10 would be the best way to do it, as like I said, like an optional... Um, thank you for the five spot, John. As like an optional sort of, yeah, if you want this, it might help you go into some of the harder content, right? And... You know, it, if if they're going to continue the artifact in year four, there are two things, there are two questions I feel like they have to answer. What are the roles of the mods and the champion mods, right? What what's, what what's the role of all this stuff? And number two, what's the role of the bonus power, right? What's the role of the bonus power? Uh, and then what's the role of the, the mods? Like, what are you going to do uh, with champion mods? What are you going to do with them? You know, are they going to are they going to continue to be limited here or are they going to become normal? Are we going to get rid of the glimmer mods cuz they don't really matter? What what the artifacts got to I think be in some in some respects rethought, right? They got to rethink the champion mods, they got to rethink the bonus power. Um Generally, Bungie does stuff like this and then they let it kind of go for the year. So I would anticipate there being some changes in year four to how the artifact like the role that the artifact kind of plays uh going forward nagi if powerful and pinnacle drops function like umbral ingrams and you could choose which slot you get the powerful item in would that solve the current problem if powerful and pinnacle drops function like the umbral ingram well i think this solves the uh yo it's good Stormcaller. i think what we uh I think what you would what you would get is the 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 smart RNG on pinnacles would solve this problem, right? You don't you don't need to go in and say, oh, I need to pick like a value meal, right? So, especially as I said, with the powerful drops, right? With the powerful drops, you could definitely say, um, and you know, the. Uh, you could definitely say, okay, the powerful drops are just going to happen on their own, and then the smart RNGs on the pinnacle. That way, you don't have to have what this feels like to me is a band aid. Do you guys remember surge bounties? That just that just feels like a band aid. You know, it doesn't feel like a true solution to a problem. It doesn't feel like you're actually solving for X. You know, leveling is bad, and you don't solve it. I don't think with with band aids like, oh, we're going to let you pick. Uh, you know what you want. We're gonna you pick boots or, or a gun or whatever. Um, I think that I think that at a general level isn't needed if you just have good leveling and smart RNG for pinnacles. You know, this this feels like if I constantly feel like all I'm doing is running to the tower to get gear and to level, I just think that that's gonna get really really old. I think it's gonna get really really old. You can't just keep running to the tower for everything. We need to reverse engineer that. I go to the tower to set my uh, yo Porter Weed can. How are you? And I and I saw somebody else say um, their name in chat. I forget who it was. Um, they said they couldn't get there. Oh Woody uh, Woody Tulsa. Yeah, I'm not sure. You gotta like go to your account level profile and it should let you change your name there. Um, but 
I, I think just reverse engineer it. Go to the tower and say, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I want to have drop. And then for the next couple of hours, when those engrams drop, they have a high likelihood of being those items. That I like for there. And then if leveling is more automatic and smart RNG applies to pinnacles, I don't need to run to the tower to level or to pursue gear. You know? Darksider. With light level not mattering at all, the best example, Spire of Stars, Normal, and Prestige, both 750, but Prestige mobs uh, taking more bullets to kill. Or when the 1080 was bugged and we had 750 enemies, the mobs still took more damage to kill than a normal 750 ordeal. It feels like our current leveling system and power is in-game only for sunsetting to work. What kind of leveling system could Bungie implement to make leveling feel like leveling and keep the ability to sunset? You know, I I don't... uh, I don't think that we we need to go that route, right? I don't think we need to go to this route of like, oh man, we we we've got to completely get rid of leveling. There there's two there's two subjects at work here. I've already answered the one the one piece of it. Leveling should be automatic and pinnacles need smart RNG, okay? So we've answered that. To your other question about nightfalls and, you know, even when they weren't working properly, like nightfalls have their own damage rules. Like you just take more damage and do less damage in nightfalls. In, I'm gonna, I want to do a video on this about like how to save exotic primaries especially when you go into really really hard content now Light Leap was really good to bring this up and it kind of put the idea in my head when I go into really challenging content right now like a Grandmaster Nightfall or something my primaries feel so horribly weak okay really really weak what I would like to see is them say okay exotic primaries are going to get a buff in all endgame content So now exotic primaries actually have a role whenever you go into hard content. So you could say, all right, Steve, you need to run an exotic primary and you can be killing the ads and you can kind of be on the, uh, on the ad detail. And then I'm going to run an exotic secondary like divinity or something. And then this guy over here is going to run an exotic heavy, right? You kind of split up the different roles because suddenly, uh, suddenly, um, you are giving power to an exotic that it presently doesn't have that's one thing i would do another thing i would do is as i've said many many times move away from the over the overabundance okay the overabundance of of negative modifiers and uh and really really high power deltas um we are gonna have to ask you guys uh ask you guys to only uh talk in english please um, we're not trying to be mean or anything, but it's just like, we, uh, we can't tell what you're saying. <laughs> so please English only. Thank you. Um, so that, th- th- those are the, those are the ways I would answer, uh, the multiple questions that, that are kind of laden within this one that Darksiders submitted is we've already answered the leveling and the pinnacle. And then we also have already said, um, many, many times I've said this about, you know, end game content not being just overrun with negative modifiers and uh, and high power deltas so there you go what do you got to figure it out the whole syringe leveling in destiny seems like a way of time gating content and creating artificial difficulty rather than a way to make the player feel like they are becoming more powerful how would you make leveling feel more rewarding rather than a hurdle you have to clear away every season to engage with the content see this is you're touching on why leveling is necessary but l- slow leveling is uh, is not necessary, right? Leveling is just necessary. It, we just we need to be able to have certain things that are slightly out of reach for a little while. Now I know you're saying, oh, that's just time gating, right? I I actually think that that sort of that sort of time gating is okay. Hey, welcome to the new season. Everybody's coming in at ten fifty. Okay, 
um, everybody's coming in at 1050 and there's content that's at you know 2000 or something and you got to kind of level up to go in there and, and get access to there now somebody might say as you're saying oh this is an artificial you know time gate that's just a hurdle blah 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 um, and I think those are appropriate when they're done right one of the reasons you don't like it now is you have no control over your progress. You have no control over your progress. You try to go in and you try to enjoy the content and you're like, I'm not leveling. I got the wrong drop. I got the wrong slot to get hit. That's the real problem. I said this in another video. Leveling as a concept is not bad. We have bad leveling. Okay? Go and play any other game. Borderlands, Diablo, or, you know, Division, right? All this stuff. They all have leveling. Leveling, as a concept, is not bad. We have bad leveling. That's the ticket. So don't don't point your guns at leveling. Don't point your criticism at leveling. You should point it at the the failures of it, the, the, the flaws in it, you know? Ryro. It seems a lot of the frustration with leveling this season has been that we need to play old content in order to play new content. How would you feel about making powerful rewards drop from any combination of activities instead of the current checklist system? That way, if you just wanted to play Crucible to get all your powerfuls, you could. This is exactly in line, yeah, with the video. These questions were submitted in advance, so we, we're, we're going to get back to doing the live questions submitting. Uh, you guys can actually submit questions right now. As long as you're a paying member, we have to restrict it to paying members. Um, so five bucks gets you emotes, the ability to submit questions, and then a bunch of perks in the Discord. Um, so this this was submitted before I made my video, but this is right in line with my video. If you just want to run Crucible, every so many matches, you should be getting a powerful, right? Also, you should just getting be getting backfilled. You should be getting backfilled just by playing. Everything that drops should be dropping at your level. You shouldn't have to pull up some website to be like, okay, which um, which NPC is which NPC is uh, is is a zero right now? You know, I that I just don't think that that's needed. If you're just playing the game and having a good old time, you're leveling. You want to spend all day in Crucible and strikes? You go right ahead. You know, you go right ahead. I, I think that that, um, I think that is uh, that is the best way forward. Yo, Woody with a tier one. Thank you for becoming a pay of members. Moave Monk, to better embrace player agency and create a stronger connection to intentionality, should Bungie embrace a hybrid system with their current luck leveling to include XP leveling for each piece of gear toward its soft and hard caps, seeing a higher XP threshold to reach the higher pinnacle levels. I believe this could reduce some of the currently uh, seen pain points with the level grind, especially when it comes to player progression. Well, I think one of the biggest challenges you uh, you have here um, is one of the biggest challenges you have here is if you do a hybrid system of XP and gear, we kind of already have that. Um, is it Mauve? I thought it was Mauve. Mauve. Is it Mauve Monk? <laughs> Someone teach Lono how to say Mauve. How do you say it? Phonetically. <laughs> I thought it was Mauve Monk. I've been saying that for like eight episodes. <laughs> what? How do you? Somebody give me the phonetics. Help me. Anyway. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. We already kind of have a hybrid. 
we already kind of have a hybrid. Your XP levels the artifact, and then your gear uh, levels everything else. So it's Mauve. I'm sorry, Mauve Monk. <laughs> Mauve. <laughs> like, you know, Suave. Rigo Suave. Suave. Like, Suave Monk. You know, Mauve Monk. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> it sounds better, right? It's like Suave Monk. You know, Mauve Monk. Whatever. Forget all of you. Forget you, chat. All right. Um. Anyway. 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 So we already have that system in place. Uh, I don't want to compl- I don't want to conf- like make it any more convoluted or confusing than it already is. Um. So. Uh, Jay Negrin, with the different level uh, power grinds that come at the start of a new year, would this be the best time to remove the power cap and have it all just be a base level and have armor? Uh, just be for looks. The slow power progression based on RNG makes trying to reach max power each uh, season a chore. Would Destiny benefit from condensing into one single level system then creating armor and weapons around that? Here's the thing. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. However, I think we're too far down the line I think we're way too far down the line to start to try to rip leveling by our gear out of the game. I don't think we can do that. I really don't. I think you've got I think you've got to keep the gear leveling uh, in place. Right? You've got you have to uh, you have to keep gear leveling in place. Because in one in one sense, in one sense, it's part and parcel to the destiny experience, right? It's just it's it's part and parcel to the destiny experience. Second, Second, not only is it part and parcel to the Destiny experience, it's 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 fundamentally it's fundamentally a a way of leveling in Destiny that makes Destiny unique. It's something that makes Destiny kind of unique. Like you're looking at the at the gear level. So I don't want to take something away that feels like an identity marker of Destiny. I just want to streamline it. This is one of the things I say all the time. Don't jettison the system, refine it. Rather than get rid of the system and just, oh, get it out of here. Get the artifact out of here. Get this out of here. Get that out of here, right? I would say refine it. Make it better and more enjoyable. And I do think that they're close. I think they're close to the right the right mixture. You've got the XP that happens kind of automatically on the artifact. And then you've got the gear, you know, and the leveling and the milestone system. All it needs to do is be refined. That's mainly what I think needs to happen, because it at a at a at a at a ground level at a ground level that is sort of the destiny experience, you know. That's the destiny experience is booting up and seeing that leveling number go up. And if it's more automatic, if it's more automatic, then I don't I don't think you're you're going to have to really concern yourself with um, people feeling like oh my gosh this is such an inordinate amount of pain every season. It would just be something that happens automatically. It's how they enforce sunsetting. It's how they make aspirational content. It's how they make, you know, aspirational, you know, end game stuff. Wreck it with the VIP. Thank you so much. We do have different tiers of membership here. And if you are a VIP, you can take part in the call-in session. We're going to do a call-in session after this Q&A. You can talk to me live on the air as long as you're a VIP. McDiesel. Uh, McDiesel says... 
In D1, I remember there being a minimal grind during the story missions and side quests to get ready for endgame, and then actually reaching the power cap in the raids. It could certainly be rose-colored glasses, but I remember liking the system better because it felt more organic. Do you think the old way was a better system, or do you see some amalgamation or completely different option being optional? Yeah, and so in D1, there were minimal grind of story missions and side quests, and then you would like, yeah, the power cap was in the raids. It's not that I don't like this, right? It It's not that I don't like this, but I would say that this is this would feel like a huge step backwards. We're so accustomed to infusion and and going for gear and leveling that way. If you suddenly are like, "Yeah, you got to run the raid." And yeah, you're going to be forever 29 for weeks on end. Um Guys, if you want to submit questions, you do need to be a paying member. We are having to restrict it to uh, paying members. Um, I am sorry. We have to do it that way. There's too many trolls. Um, So, I I don't think that you have necessarily rose-colored glasses here, uh, Diesel. I think that... I think that it would feel like a step backwards um, for, for most folks right it would feel like a step backwards it's like dude i do not want to go back to that now somebody suggested earlier i think it was just in the general chat they were like well why not just basically have us leveling through the story again you just have like a story and a campaign and while you're playing through it, you're just kind of leveling up so by the time you're done with it you're kind of like ready for the new season i don't necessarily disagree with that either i don't but that feels a little bit like you're just completely getting rid of leveling you're just completely jettisoning the thing from the game like oh there's no more leveling anymore you know um, Wrath. What are your thoughts on the way players can stack millions of XP via saved bounties in anticipation of next season? I can tell you my raid team has already saved over 2 million XP via saved weekly bounties so we can power level our artifacts and unlock the new seasonal mods. Is this something Bungie should address? I have bad news for your clan mates. I really, really do. Everybody that's in your Destiny clan. Or I'm sorry, your raid team. I have bad news for you. Uh, they're going to lower XP payout on bounties in September. You don't have 2 million. <laughs> you don't have 2 million or, or you know, however much you yeah, have, 2 million. You don't have that much saved up because uh, they said they're committed to balancing XP distribution so that bounties are not the best way uh, to level up. So they will likely get a nerf in XP payout uh, going forward. Now, I don't think they need to nerf uh, bounties into the ground, right? I don't think they need to nerf bounties into the ground. I think the, the 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 best option would be leave them roughly where they are, but just reset them when a season starts. One of the easiest ways to do this, I suggested this a while ago, is that when you grab bounties, um, it should just say, you know, Season of Arrivals Vanguard Bounty. So it should literally say that, Season of Arrivals Vanguard Bounty. So it's, it's a bounty that only exists in Season of Arrivals. So the minute we go over into Beyond Light, right? All of the all of the bounties have a new title. Now it's Beyond Light Vanguard Bounty. Do you remember when they changed the Vanguard and Crucible bounties? They changed them so they deleted them from your, your inventory. Why? Because they were no longer in the game. They didn't, like, reach into each individual character and be like, yeah, get rid of these bounties. They were like, no, those bounties don't exist anymore. Right? Now, that's not micromanaging. That's just saying, no, those bounties were here for that season, and that's what their purpose was. And you got the benefit of doing them 
in that season. That's fair. That's logical. Having 2 million XP from one season to the next is just stupid. It just, that's not how it should work. You know, that, that's not how it should work. I, I, you, you should not have this setup of like, oh, I'm just going to continue, you know, to say bounties and jumpstart my leveling every single time. There is a way to link YouTube in the Discord. You got to click on user settings and connections and connect it there. And then you'll get all the perks and the benefits in the in the Discord. Rain. Good morning, Lono. Uh, since slowly but surely light leveling is becoming easier and less painful over time and going against the super hardcore sentiment, my question is, why was it so obnoxious for so long? Why did Bungie listen to the hardcore streamers' ideas and change over the vast majority of the community at the time? It's a bit odd considering everyone else was asking for simpler leveling and yet streamers wanted it to be more painful. Yo, Sven with the tier one, thank you so much. Enjoy the emotes and the perks in the Discord. Thank you for becoming a member. Um, guys, if you're listening right now, easiest way to support me is to click the subscribe button that's free that's just you following the youtube channel you'll get notified when i'm live and when videos go up if you want to pay to support the channel click join there's multiple tiers with multiple benefits um so why did it take so long to change and why do they you know consider the streamers you have to remember what happened okay i don't blame bungie and i don't necessarily even blame the streamers and i'll tell you why Everybody hated year one. Well, not, not everybody, okay? I'm already overstating my case. Most people felt like vanilla D2 in year one was pretty bad. And there was this big, huge thing where everybody goes out to Bungie and is like, you got to fix the game, okay? And so Bungie had a sample of players that generally play more than others. You don't have to be a god-tier trials or raid runner or world's first winner to be to be like, yeah, I play a bunch, and when you're sampling feedback from people who generally play a lot, they're going to see things differently than everybody else. So, I have always tried to divorce my player habits from my suggestions. I've always tried to say, I don't want to argue, you know, for something on, on you know, I don't want to argue for something that's purely for me. So I'm not mad at streamers that like went to Bungie and said, dude, I play a lot, man. Leveling should be longer. Infusion should be more costly. This content's too easy. You know, the, um, what was it? Escalation protocol, you know, that's too easy. I'm not mad at them for submitting that feedback. But what ended up happening was it was a very um, sort of classic pendulum swing. Bungie's sort of known for their pendulum swings. They go all the way over here, and then they come all the whoof, and they come all the way swinging back. And I, I think long, like long term, you know, they learned that. Here's how I've been phrasing it lately: You can't take hardcore player habits and shove them into the bottom of the game. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. If you're going to want to come and play entry-level content, leveling, and you want to do the new stuff, you want to do the new seasonal event and content and go for the new gear, right? You can't say, okay, welcome, uh, here we go, here's endgame player behavior you know, thresholds and shove it down into the endgame. And you can't do the reverse either. You can't take more casual-minded, more, more, you know, less hardcore player sentimentality and shove it up into the endgame. 
right? You need better gear for flawless trials. You need better gear in raids. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm protecting the integrity of both sides of the game. All right, hardcore players, settle down. Settle down. You can't drag your player behavior down into the into the entrance point of the content. Casual players, settle down. You can't drag your casual thought processes and the way that you play and drag it up into Grandmaster Nightfalls, Raids, and Trials. You can't do that. And fundamentally, I think that's what happened. The streamers went and argued for their position, and what ended up happening is you drug their player behavior down into the the, the the base entrance point of the game. Yes, this is live. Um, and w- this is our first day ever streaming on YouTube, so I gotta add I gotta add a bunch of emotes. You guys have unlocked a ton of emotes by clicking the join button and being uh, becoming paying members. Um, so that's what happened with their input. So it doesn't make me mad at Bungie. It doesn't make me mad at streamers. They did and argued for what they thought was best. And by and large, the community answered over the last you know twelve to 18 months by saying we don't like this it we we we, this is not enjoyable you know this is not fun we we feel that you're just putting giant hurdles in front of us so uh darksider with how mob scales and activities, for example, a 750 Nightfall will feel equally difficult when done with 900 or 1000 power. With activities having a cap on how much a player can be overleveled against them, do you think this system is a hindrance for Bungie in creating a proper leveling experience? No, I don't think so. I do not think so. Yeah, we're close to 1000 upvotes on this. Uh, if you're here live and want to click li- the little like button on this live stream, uh, feel free to do that. Uh, you know, 867, that's pretty awesome. Um... Yeah, if you can't see the join button, you might need to get on the non-mobile version of the of the page, or sometimes you have to like subscribe and unsubscribe. That's free, by the way. Just subscribe and unsubscribe and refresh, and then the join button should appear. Uh, it might be a cache issue if you've been to my YouTube lately. Uh, you may need to just like refresh because the join button literally went live today. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think this is a hindrance to like having a good leveling process. Uh, thank you, Eric, for doing a tier one uh, paid member. Enjoy the emotes and all the the perks in Discord. If if you're gonna if you're gonna go into content and be over leveled, it's come on. We have to admit here, it is easier. I feel like this is similar to the other question we had earlier. We don't want to overstate like, dude, I should be able to go into a 750 Nightfall or whatever and just just stomp on it. You have to admit, especially especially. When I was playing the dungeon and I went back in at level, it felt completely different. Tim, thank you so much for a tier one uh, paying member. It, it felt completely different, you know. And I, I, I don't think I don't think I should be able to go into content like that. Listen, this is one of the reasons that I've argued for a hard mode that uses contest modifier, a normal mode and a hard mode. Why? Because hard mode contest modifier would mean you always are playing the exact same level of difficulty that I am. Whether you beat it in week one or week five, you're interacting with the same delta of pain. Right now, you can over-level, and then the content becomes way easier. So I feel like you guys are stating the actual... What's what's not true? The opposite is true, right? Le- over-leveled for content really changes the intensity. It really changed the intensity in the in the, in the dungeon, especially... I, I, I really, really felt that, you know? 
Is there a way to link my Discord Patreon account to get the emotes as a tier one sub? John, there is not a way for me to do that because if 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 I could do that, then that's undercutting YouTube. Like you're basically getting a YouTube benefit without paying YouTube. Um, obviously, YouTube wants you to sub here instead of Patreon. Um, <laughs> so if you sub through Patreon, you still get all the benefits. You can still do all the dope stuff in Patreon. If you sub here, if you pay to become a paying member here, you get all the perks and benefits too. But I can't give you the emotes on YouTube. It just isn't possible. Uh, Timmy Banana with a tier one. Thank you. Mr. Salt Shaker. Taking how the leveling system is built right now, power level plus artifact to get you to the end game quicker, how would you suggest it changes? I've always liked the system, considering we are in charge of how quick we level by grinding the bounties and such of the artifact. Unfortunately, I've already answered this question a couple of times, so we are kind of in that mode of people submitted questions. I did not I don't expect, you know, Mr. Salt Shaker to go read sixteen questions in the Discord before submitting his. I'm not I don't expect you to do homework. Um, thank you, Numba, for becoming a tier one paying member. Enjoy the emotes on YouTube and the Discord perks. Um, so the I've yeah I've already answered this question. Unfortunately, I think that leveling should be streamlined and automatic. I think pinnacles should have smart RNG and the artifact should be capped at ten. Right. If you want to go into content and stop it, you should be able to, but the rewards won't be good. True, true, and but I I think they're oh, I think the people that are taking this position though thirty are overstating it. Right now, if I go run something at seven fifty, come on, I absolutely demolish it. If I go into this nightfall at seven fifty, come on, man, I am not dying as quickly in the seven fifty as I am in the ten fifty or above. Like I just I don't accept that position. I, once you're over leveled, content structure and damage flow and rhythm just completely completely is 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 flipped on its head is way easier so uh jesse cottony what do you think about no power level at all this was suggested a little bit ago some people have said that just get rid of it just get rid of the, the the level altogether and just um do like xp leveling or something and like that's how you would get into the content that's how you get into the hard content i don't think they can do this i really don't think they can do this i don't think they can go the direction of like completely getting rid of something that again feels part and parcel to the destiny experience nova hands hey lono do you think the weekly story beats we've been seeing this season are an indication of where bungie will go with the fall expansion well yeah i think this is their they're laying the groundwork now for Eris teaching us stasis. I, I still am going to stand by that prediction. If you watch the trailers for Beyond Light, Eris is already using stasis, right? Uh, John, with a brand new tier one paying member, thank you for doing that. So she's using stasis in that trailer. I think she's going to teach us stasis. We're going to learn our first dark power in September. And then a year later in The Witch Queen, I think we're going to learn another one. And then in Lightfall, because you know Luke says it's all leading to a moment. I think in Lightfall we'll we'll er, we'll learn a third dark one, right? We will learn a third dark power, and that's going to lead to a choice. I think we know three dark powers, we know three light. We either reject the Traveler or maybe we choose a side. Um, so that is what I think is coming. So. The streaming schedule on YouTube will be very similar to Twitch. Today was like a, hey, let's do it. Let's pull the trigger and see how it goes. Monday through Friday, I'll start around 8 a.m. I'm going to have to think about how I want to schedule the YouTube uploads because of that. 
Um, you know, do we want the YouTube uploads to hit at like 8 a.m. and I go live at 8.30? You know, I don't know how I want to do that because the YouTube uploads were hitting uh, in the morning and the reason I was doing that was because it was like a reminder, hey, I'm live right now, you know, on another website. Um, so, we'll see. Fet44, awesome to have you back, bro. Overall, with the season's path to loot, how do you feel it's landed in comparison to the generosity of pre-nerf menagerie and if weapon focusing is the right call? I think what we have right now with the umbrals and the focusing and all of it, I think it's great in concepts. It's great. The spirit of it is right. Put in time, get what you want. Chase dope stuff, right? Like That, I think... The spirit of it is right on the money. Okay? It's right on the money. But it's still too transactional. The chalice and sundial and the umbral focusing, it 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 all feels like I've been saying I'm ordering a value meal. Thank you, uh, Earthos, for the brand new uh, Tier 1 member. Enjoy the emotes on YouTube and the Discord benefits. I, I don't... Um, yeah, I, I I just think it's too. Th- this is one of the things, right? Um, yeah, I'll leave the entire live streams up on YouTube. You can watch, you can rewatch them if you miss them. Yes, yes, yes. And then I'll break out highlights for the video segments because that hits the podcast feeds and everything else. So people that like to listen on Spotify and everywhere else. Um, here's here's the thing. I would just reverse engineer it. You know, almost to a thousand likes. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I would just reverse engineer it. Go to the Umbral. Spend your currency and say, man, I would like to get X, Y, and Z. And then you just go play the game. And when the umbral drops in the ground, you're like, oh, and you go pick it up. And it's the thing that you wanted. Bring back the excitement of a loot drop. Right now, the umbral drops. It looks awesome. It's got smoke coming off it. You're like, yeah. And then you pick it up and you're like, got to go back to the tower. And like, we're getting all of our loot in the tower. Like, that is why the spirit of it is good. The experience of it isn't. I should be getting loot out in the world. It's it's that's why I started to call them weapon boons. I go to an NPC and say, "Hey, I'm going to go grind strikes for a couple hours. Give me this thing for the XYZ, you know, chance at these two weapons." And I just go run strikes and they're just dropping. Just drop boom 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 boom. You know? And then it's exciting. It drops out of the boss. <gasps> oh, let me go let me go check it and you go run over it. And you check it. Like, the most exciting drop in the game right now is an exotic. Most of the time, you hear it before you even see it. You're like, oh, there's an exotic somewhere. And then you go run over it and you, like, check the stats. We got to recapture that for the for the, the ground level uh, grind again. We got to recapture that. We got to bring that feeling back of, you know, hey, I'm in, con- I'm in a piece of content. And while I'm in this content... Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting loot to drop, you know, it, it right now they have the logistics, right? Like, Oh, let people chase what they want, but they got the experience backwards. It's like, we're token slamming again. Do you remember token slamming in D2 vanilla? You get all you, you got all your loot from the tower, you know? And I, I think we need to, we need to flip that back around. Uh, Dracus Pander. What is uh, a logic that explains why Bungie wouldn't implement your leveling idea? 
there could be a handful of reasons why they don't. There could be unknown reasons. What if Bungie has plans for Beyond Light and the years that follow, and my ideas don't square with their plans? What if Bungie thinks, I'm an idiot, and they're like, that sounds terrible, we don't want to do that. What if Bungie thinks, nope, uh, we've checked the numbers, and we think leveling is just fine. We think leveling thresholds and speed of leveling, um, you know, it, it, uh, we, we think it's just fine. Yeah, they could genuinely look at their internal data and their numbers and be like, yeah, you guys are kind of overstating this. Most people are hitting level, you know, good level caps and good level progression pretty quickly, okay? My pushback, if that was their comeback, okay? If, if, Bungie, if Bungie looked at the numbers and they were like, you know, we're seeing the threads and the forums and the posts, you know, we're, we're seeing people's feedback. We've checked the numbers and people seem to be doing just fine. My pushback would be, how many people how many people are coming and seeing the leveling and bouncing can you measure that can you measure those numbers this season's a terrible sampling because people afk forged farm and we got leveling our leveling was expedited by those umbral ingrams because the umbral ingrams were giving us powerful armor drops you i leveled up way faster this season than any other season why i didn't afk forge farm i was just grinding umbrals in, in the nightmare hunts so this is a terrible season to sample but but if Bungie tried to say that I that would be my big pushback is okay how many people are going to come to a season they're going to see that level grind again have a couple bad drops and just absolutely bounce they're not going to hit your metrics the people that keep playing and keep growing and persisting well of course they're going to level up at a decent clip it is better that doesn't mean it's good so that's that's ultimately where I land on it. I'm not going to sit here and try and understand their reasoning if they're not going to come out and you know explicitly state it. Like, here's our philosophy for leveling. I would not be surprised if we get some sort of an update from Bungie and a Twab or from Luke Smith in a director's cut that says, "Here's here's our philosophy for leveling going forward." You know, mobile pros. Since most players hit max light in one week, do you think Bungie should not cap the powerful drops and just let us go at our own speed with no limits, then have pinnacles be limited? This is exactly in line with what I said uh, in the video. Yeah. And this is 30 and so gaming's idea. You know, what's good, Commander Tyke? Every every three strikes, powerful. Every three strikes, powerful. It just, it, it, so you can just keep playing what you want. And then, yeah, pinnacles could probably be limited. Um, if you're going to keep pinnacles limited, I think you absolutely must, you absolutely must institute smart RNG. You have to. I, I don't, I don't think you can avoid that and be like, eh, <laughs> you, you can only do it a couple of times. There's only a couple pieces of content and, uh, you know, and then you, and then you end up with someone that's like gets bad drops and they get stuck. Smart RNG has to be applied if they're going to continue the slow plus one plus two pinnacle grind. You know, it doesn't, it just doesn't square with the content rhythm either. If you're doing a level bump every three months, you can't have me literally just finally at the end of a season hitting the max pinnacle, right? You can't. Next question from Milky. How would you feel about pivoting leveling to a system similar to Borderlands token system where each season a new number of points were available to allocate? Yeah, there's also the, um, oh, what's it called in Diablo? The Paragon system. And then they did something like this in ESO too, didn't they? Like constantly just like, constantly able to add to it. Um, 
See, my only thought about this is this is a new system, right? So I have to press pause and say, it's not, I don't, I don't dislike that system. I don't dislike those other systems. I don't look at those systems and think, oh, those are bad. Yeah, champion points in, uh, in ESO. I, I do not. I don't, I don't look at those and say, oh, those are bad. But what I do say is, do we really need a brand new system in Destiny? That's why I always say, why not just refine what's already there? Just, just refine what is there. Refine the leveling system and the, and the XP distribution and, you know, cap the artifact at 10, smart RNG for pinnacles, and then I just automatically level as long as I'm playing. Gear is dropping and leveling me. I'm grinding strikes, right? I'm, I'm grinding, I'm grinding, you know, crucible, whatever, whatever I feel like playing. I'm grinding the new content, you know, and I'm getting drops. That to me is just, is just acknowledging where we've come and where we are and just maintaining destiny's identity without coming up with a whole new convoluted system of well now we're going to go to a point system and you get points every season and you can spend those points how you want and you know and or people like oh just get rid of leveling entirely or or go to this system or that system i have just this has just been my outlook and mantra for a really long time don't jettison an existing system refine it and make it better because we're already kind of familiar with it why create confusion and chaos when it might not be needed so we're going to follow up this Q&A with a call in session if you are a VIP or higher so VIP tier 2 or tier 3 or higher whether that's on Patreon or if that is on um on YouTube, you can get into the Discord and you can call in and speak to me directly. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or you're watching this later on YouTube, you can catch me live on YouTube. Just go to saynotorage.com. If you want to do the Patreon instead of YouTube, go to sntrpresents.com. That'll that'll enable you to do the Patreon subscription to get the Discord benefits. And Discord is a great audio-only option for those of you that may not be able to watch YouTube when I'm live. You can listen to me when I'm live in the Discord like it's a podcast, like a live podcast. So, appreciate everybody being here. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to do a little outro. If you're listening or watching this in all the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a viewer call-in session. We did it live on YouTube, and I got some people loaded up in Discord. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching it later on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Bring you right to the YouTube channel. You can support the channel either through Patreon at sntrpresents.com or come to YouTube and click the Join button. All of the tiers are the same, and you get the same benefits in Discord, so whichever's easier for you. VIPs and above can take advantage of the call-in. And we already had a good practice run with Kane. I'm going to go to Kane first. What is your question, sir? Well, well, I'll take take two on the question. Um, Yeah. Basically, I want to know why the Destiny community as a whole um, are more the content creators or the more personality-led side of it that you see on YouTube and Twitch and such are so against sunsetting. I've come from or i have played a lot of final fantasy 14 online where they have three monthly content update drops and what happens is every three months the old weapons get left behind and then they introduce like a lot of new end game weapons and armor mm-hmm. but you can still like use our it's called glamour basically it's our version of 
ornaments for new weapons. On the old weapons, they come up with the, the new weapons, they come up with the old weapons. Um, but that is something in that game that the community has always had. So, the, you know, they've accepted mm-hmm. it, but we've had it in Destiny as well. So I wanted to know, I want to know why you think now recently that some setting of weapons and potentially of armor, and maybe in the, maybe even in the future exotics, it, why the community is so against it when when we have had it previously from D one mm-hmm. to Taken King, like what we've had it. So why now? Why the community is so against it now? And I want to know your opinion basically. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really really good question. I I think there's a couple of ways I want to attack this. The first way I would attack it is I think in general our audience, even if they play a lot of hours, they're a little bit more casual in their spirit. So even though they might plug away and play and play and play, I think they're a little bit more casual. So they don't necessarily have the background of a game like the ones that you've cited, where you just leave stuff behind. There were plenty of people that were commenting on Twitter and places that I would see and they would be like, man, I I come from really, really hardcore MMOs and this is just normal. This is just how things are as, as, as a way to keep things fresh and moving forward. So I think the casual spirit struggles with the idea of what feels to them like a reset, you know, and we did this when we went to Taken King. I mean, everything got basically sunset when we went to Taken King and people didn't like it. Uh, the other thing I think that is very different about Destiny compared to other games, whether it's Final Fantasy or Diablo or Division, are the guns have a, a higher level of immersive connection to the player. And what I mean is, you just love a certain weapon and it feels like you're literally holding it. Something Bungie has absolutely nailed that so many shooters fail at doing is you just feel like this is my gun. This just feels... When I switch from an axe to a a sword in Diablo or when you switch weapons in Final Fantasy, I don't think... the, the Number one, the perspective of those games is different and number two, the experience of using those weapons is less immersive. I'm not saying it isn't immersive. I just don't think it is as immersive. This is one of the reasons I think people were so readily okay with just nuking all of their armor when armor 2.0 landed why well because it's eh, you're, you're connected to your armor but not as much as your gun your gun is you know and they've talked about player behavior where people will literally use the same weapon all the time that's all they use and some of this is an import from destiny one you would get that god tier weapon like fate bringer and you literally used it for 10 months that's all that was just the weapon that you used and i think that also created an expectation in a player that like this is the gun I want to use. I don't I don't want to use anything else, you know. I want to thank Matt and Legion for becoming paying members of YouTube. Enjoy the emotes and the perks in Discord. So I do think it comes down to expectational uh, expectation differences because of the 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 type of players that are drawn to Destiny and the experience that we have with the weapons themselves. I I love your question, though, because it it does get at the heart of the issue. It's like, man, so many other games do do this. Why is our game so different? Uh, Go ahead. It's also potentially down to maybe not correctly setting expectations or not being Rise of or Taking King to Rise of Iron. Um, I can't remember if we did that, but obviously D2 reset it, but then we had it from had you know sunset didn't exist from d1 base to 
a second. I stole that thing. They just, I think they just re-added random rows again, didn't they, in for a second? And then, and then, and now, now with the underlight, the the sun setting again. Do you think that is also an issue? Bungie being so inconsistent with their messaging on weapons and roll, really. Yeah, I. Some of this, I think, comes down to, um, some of this comes down to the fact that Bungie doesn't didn't probably know they were going to do this and they were playing catch up like if you look at forsaken if you look at forsaken they that was like them playing catch up that was basically them like them fixing the game you know yo free gaming thank you so much for uh becoming a tier one member um they had to like fix the game the game was the game was going to die you know and they brought it back to life it was almost like they they rubbed the paddles together and kachunk they brought the game back from the brink of death and then i think moving forward they had to make significant changes and this is one of the ones that they probably just finally they climbed over you know they climbed out of the ditch they climbed over this hill and they were like the only way this game is going to go the distance if we want to go that far two three four years in that direction we are going to have to sunset stuff the 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 loot pool is going to be bloated to an absurd degree i said that when forsaken came out i said it when shadow keep came out i was like the loot pool is just becoming absurdly bloated and you've i i I was always citing my 15 god roll hand cannons i was like how many more hand cannons because i possibly need like how are you going to ever get me to you know drop anything i'm I'm carrying them around like what else you have and so i i overall loot pool was bloated but like the season like you know like the, the i think i think the loot pool generally or in, certainly in Endgame has got more shallow, but mm-hmm. it looks like we've got more because they've just kept a lot of weapons. Yep. But re- in reality, it's probably not as much as you think. It's just that they've kept it all yeah. over, over the years. Yeah, and a lot of it's just been sitting in your vault, and you know, there's not a big difference between raid weapons and non-raid weapons, and these are all things that hopefully get addressed in September um, and beyond. So, very, very good question. Thank you, Kane gonna move on to the next person here we have dark cider what do you got for me dark cider hold on no. yeah my question is regarding contest modifier you always keep saying that contest modifier is there to keep difficult content difficult i don't think contest modifier actually makes difficult content more than a frustration frustrating content me being numerically weaker than the enemy does not create difficulty for me it just creates frustration True difficulty, in my opinion, could come from the need of communication between your fire team and the execution of mechanics, like the Argos boss fight in Eater of Worlds, where you constantly communicate what elements you need, where do you need to go, who has what. Yeah, yeah. I I appreciate what you're saying, because I used to make very similar statements. I said that, you know, adding zeros to a boss's health pool isn't true difficulty. You're just making it take longer, or as you're saying, you're just frustrating me. Like, they do more damage and I do less damage. This this doesn't feel like true difficulty. And so, to an extent, I agree with you. I think they can go too far. I would actually say the execution of Contest Modifier in Grandmaster Nightfalls is too far. I think it's a little too extreme. 
I like when everybody sees like a sword. It's just enough intensity that you can't be like lead-footed and just kind of stand there. And I cited the bowl encounter in the dungeon. When you're asking me, so you're kind of juxtaposing two things against each other. Mechanical pain and requirement is better, and Delta is not. You're like you're ma- you're almost you're almost like making them uh they're like they're antithetical. I think they can be complementary. When you're asking me to do something that's mechanically challenging or needs to be finesse or whatever, kill somebody from the shadow or not in the shadow and then go dunk the ball and we have to do that you know a series of times there's an intensity that comes if I actually have to pay attention to my health and recovery and the enemies feel kind of strong and threatening I feel like that intensity goes down significantly when I'm over leveled it doesn't it doesn't I don't feel a threat anymore there's a there's a lack of that intensity just kind of gets lost this is why I think contest would be perfect in normal and hard normal would be kind of where you would go to beef up for hard mode there would be mods or intrinsic perks on the guns or different things you would get from let's say the dungeon or the raid that would then you'd be kind of gearing up for hard mode yes hard mode is going to be more intense yes there's going to be swords on the enemies and there's going to be that intensity and that threat but you've been gearing up for it you know have something if you remember from vault of glass reckless oracle it made you you know kill the oracles faster well that's really really nice if there's a level of intensity if you feel like you might die if you if you you know you don't move your feet and so having that in place i think is one of the reasons i've kind of come back into the middle i used to be on your team and i'd be like yeah delta sucks it's not true difficulty get it out of here and i've kind of shifted more to the middle and saying a good dose of contest modifier maintains an intensity that I think also then makes those mechanical pain points a little bit more challenging. You can't just, you know, aggressively run around and do whatever you want. You got to wait. You got to time it right. You, you know, there's it's almost like you're being pressured from two sides. I got the mechanical pressure and then I got the, the delta pressure. If the delta is overrealized, I, I come on your team and I agree with you. I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous. This is this is a false form of difficulty. If it's just enough pressure to maintain intensity, that's when I like it. Um, do you have any comeback to that? Uh, yeah, when uh, I was doing the new dungeon, when I was uh, underleveled and had swords in the hexahedron encounter where you have the you have to cleanse the room six times minimum, where you shift first time the gravity. And what was really frust- frustrating was after you cleanse the plate and you had to go into the middle to switch the gravity, you basically were floating in the air without the ability to dodge, prevent any damage, and enemies mm. would still spawn and shoot you. So you basically mm. were left defenseless for a while mm-hmm. and the perfect target to get shot in from an overleveled enemy. Yeah. That that I think is a leg- a legitimate criticism. That's called I call that unmitigatable pain. If I can't mitigate the pain, block it or get away from it, I feel like that's cheesy. Um there's this this shows up in in all sorts of games but in in that regard you've just put your finger on what 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 i would call is unmitigatable pain and that's not necessarily the delta's fault that's more of a design problem the ads should probably just despawn or the, the 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 tunnel should just form around you and you should be invincible like you shouldn't be able to get shot um when i if i can't mitigate the pain uh, I call that in some games. I call that automatic damage. It's like 
well, I, I'm supposed to be able to dodge or get away or or mitigate and 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 block or 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 parry or whatever the pain. So I think you put your finger on something that I do agree with you is kind of stupid. It's like okay, I just satisfied the mechanic and now I got to stand here and get the crap shot out of me. Now somebody might push back on both of us and they might say, well then clear the room first, you dum dums. Like, sure, you secured the elevator, take a second, shoot all the ads, and then hop on the elevator. I, you know, I might agree with them, but I might say, I don't know, we, we satisfied the mechanic, get these, get these enemies out of here, you know, Aaron McGowan. For for that, I would say back, like, okay, I should clear the ads, but if I'm underleveled, it will take time and the ads don't stop spawning. So I could end up in a scenario where I am underleveled, I cannot clear them fast enough, so I cannot do anything about it, and we end up in an endless loop of clearing, and they spawn the moment back. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's also good pushback. It's an infinite spawn. I would say that's more of a design criticism. Um, That's more of a design criticism than uh, criticism of the Delta. You know, I so I I need to thank some people. Uh, Jimmy McKendrick and Aaron McGowan and Matthew Beckrist. Thank you for becoming paying members. Enjoy the uh, emotes in chat and the ability to take advantage of the uh, the perks in Discord. Um, so no, I I think you've made some good points, but I also think I think that Delta could be used in a way where you really wouldn't feel this sense of like this is false difficulty. It would be more about maintaining threat and intensity. I think those two things being maintained are important and I think you can go too far. So I, I think I think what you brought up is good. Um, but I also think Contest Modifier has a lot of good good applications for difficulty spectrum that right now is very lacking in the endgame. Um, I don't think Grandmaster is good difficulty spectrum. I think it's uh, I think it's too um, it's too much. It's it's too overstated. So So you're basically saying that if Bungie would improve their design philosophy on class balance and dungeon design, we could have deltas without them feeling without them feeling unfair. Yes, yes, I think it could be done in a way that is that is um in the, it's 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 the difference between clubbing you over the head and kind of like nipping at your heels. Do you know what I'm saying? Like one one keeps me moving. It's intense. There's threat. I have to keep I have to I'm 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 bobbing and I'm weaving. The other is just like just clubbing you over the head. Just wham. The delta is just so extreme. You just face tank. You're going to use a bubble or a well. And that's that doesn't feel like good depth of content. That just feels like like you're saying it's like false difficulty. So, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You good that you mentioned bubble or well because this was another question I have. Do you feel like the classes are limited in what subclasses we can choose? Because I feel like as a hunter, I always have to run Celestial Nighthawk with Gunslinger. A Warlock, I always have to have Luna Factions with Val or Titan. I always need a bubble. Like there is no variety in what I have to do. Yeah. Like in, mm. in my raid, I wanted to run Tether because it's a nice crowd control and debuff. But we have Oppressive Darkness, Tractor Cannon, Melting Point. You don't need a super for debug. Just use damage. No, this is another point that we've made is that supers are very homogenized. Like you're always like well in bubble. Just I'm just going to use well in bubble or trunks. Thank you for the 3.99. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm just going to use the well in the bubble, and that's all I'm going to use. Or in in 
in in some of these other instances you're like this is the only super worth using because the only real thing you're trying to do is survive and do tons of damage this is where we need more like layers to combat we need more layers to what what's required of us and that's why i brought up champions and you know mini bosses mechanical pain because if you have to do certain mechanical things um one of the things we would do in oryx the threat of the ogres we would throw on uh, Mobius Quiver, or I don't know if it was called Mobius Quiver, but Quiver, and we would anchor, and you'd turn on the one where the anchors stay for like a really long time, and a hunter would put anchors at ogre positions two, three, and four. Well, now the the hunter is doing something very different. He's not doing celestial. He's not doing he's not doing something that feels like oh that's just predictable. Yeah, no, he's coming up with a unique solution to a unique pain point, and that's one of the reasons why I think Oryx. We need that influence back a little bit in endgame design where mechanical pain is an equal or greater threat sometimes than just the threat of, hey, make sure you stay alive and then do tons of damage to the boss. I think that's one of the reasons supers get flattened out uh, in the endgame. So you I'd, mentioned I'd mute you because of, of the typing, so sorry. Yeah. You mentioned champions. To this point, every time there's a champion, players have always searched for a way to bypass it immediately. Yep. Yeah. Like Divinity with Izanagi or right now with Swords. So I don't yep. think champions bring any mechanical difficulty to the game, just pure raw damage. Like overloads constantly healing, teleporting, unstoppables being probably the easiest to deal because they don't do anything extra. Barriers being just annoying with immunity bubble while they shoot at us. Yep. No, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that that's why I've said put more of them in the game and empower me with more freedom so that I don't feel like I need to bypass the mechanic. If I have a good solution for the champion mechanic, then I wouldn't feel the need to do that. So good good thoughts and good questions, Darksider. I'm going to move on. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. See ya. I really like doing this call-in thing. This is really fun. Salt Shaker, you're up next. Uh, go ahead with your question. Hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks good. for having me. And I, I do agree. I like it too. It's nice to hear more people. Um, so my question is kind of backing on or backpacking off of Kane because sun, sunsetting is a huge topic in my clan, my group of friends. And I, I, I try to explain it to people as I feel like it's kind of just like an understanding, like a misunderstanding. I feel like people just need to understand that, at least in my point of view, like this is how they can kind of help the game feel like it's evolving and help us that it feels like every season is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, people are freaking out obviously as we all know what do you think Bungie could do in the fall to, to be like to have people everybody just relax and be like okay this is going to be fine and I don't know if the people just need to see it and people just need to play it and realize but I have a lot of people that are bringing up typical arguments of just you know why should I grind this because it's going to go away in a year and then mm-hmm. I come back and say well you know it's not actually going away it's going to be usable in Endgame for a year and then it's still going to be there so I don't know I know you know all the arguments but I was, <laughs> yeah. curious, what, I was just curious what you think because that's why I like to watch the shows every week because I like to mm-hmm. get more point of views on the game that we all love so well yeah, I think it's a good question and I, yeah, I'm very familiar with the arguments because I've, I've had them we've had them so many times and I think at, at, at one level, some people need to experience something you can't tell them. Like, there are just, this is just how people are. Like, this, it's a personality trait. They will not be okay with it or happy or 
you know, they won't sort of maybe calm down until they experience September and beyond. I think that for some people just needs to happen. We need to get in there, get those stasis abilities, see the new guns, see the new perks, you know, see, oh wow, the raid weapons actually are standout weapons, okay? So I think for some people, you are not going to argue them into acquiescence. They're not going to suddenly be like, oh yeah, I'm fine with it now, because I had a really long debate with my friend, Mr. Salt Shaker. You know, like, that's... <laughs> that I have learned yeah, I've learned right. this as, a, as somebody who loves debating every day, right? So some people just won't be convinced until they get there. I also think there are people who literally do this every time. They get angry, they're like, this is dumb, I can't believe Bungie's doing this, and then as soon as they start playing, they kind of forget about it and they get over it. They all, It's like once they jump in the water, they're like, oh, it's not too bad. Like, oh, it's too cold, I don't want to swim! And then they get in the water and they start splashing and they forget all about it. I, I, so I think there's kind of two categories some of these people fall into where once they experience it, I think both, both of those types of players tend to just sort of move on uh, and they're they're more okay with it. Um, I do think some people have been won over to being okay with sunsetting when they have, as you said, their misunderstanding sort of dispelled. There are people that genuinely do not understand sunsetting. They think the gear will go away. They think the gear won't work anymore. Um, they think, oh, I'm going to have to replace all my loot every 12 months. Like They don't have a big picture understanding of how it will work. They also don't have an understanding of why it's happening and what we're going to get from it. So I do think sometimes you can educate somebody, dispel some of the misunderstandings, and they'll they'll calm down a little bit. But I, I really do think most of the people you're going to interact with and talk with, you're not going to see any change in their attitude until we get a couple weeks into the new content, and then they'll be kind of back in and excited and, and happy again you know yeah that's what's really cool about it because like i i kind of consider this season as like the bungee's laying the foundation for sunsetting and so i kind of see it as like there are two things that i've really liked so far that we haven't even that they've kind of just laid the foundation down they haven't even really fully put forth the sunsetting yet meaning like they haven't like actually had weapons get out of the end game yet and stuff like that um but the two things I really like about it is that like even those reissues they did in the recast in the recaster, just mm-hmm. having that one just having that one upgrade where you can get another perk on it is like totally something that makes me wanna grind over a reissue again because on one on one point of view I never even really used some of those weapons. And the second part it's like now I can have a weapon that's usable for two builds. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, yeah. like there's there's I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff that I think that they're just like giving us tastes of now. And then I feel like in the fall, we'll have the full-fledged, this is what we were talking about. We said sunsetting plan. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to go well. At least that's what I think. Well, I I do want to make sure and say, though, that once we get past September, anything that gets reissued. So if we get into like the summer of 2021 and they're reissuing something that's been sunset, let's just say, you know, the spare rations. I continue to think that the the act of reissuing necessitates updating the weapon in a pretty significant way, right? I I don't think you can just bring it back and be like, well, you can get one extra perk and it's basically the same. I think the act of reissuing does necessitate a significant update to the weapon because if not, there's no reason to bring it back. If you're just wanting to bring back another hand cannon archetype with those perks, just do it and call it something else because if not, you're going to throw gas on the fire. People are going to be like, this is exactly what we were worried about. We're paying for and grinding for weapons we already have. And I agree with those people. I don't think that's the appropriate way to do reissues. So the concerns about the reissues this season in particular, 
I think are fair concerns, and we need to get some clarity from Bungie on what reissues will look like beyond September. These aren't true reissues yet because they haven't really been sunset. So we're not we're not exactly in that in that ballpark yet. I want some clarity from them because I, I agree with the people that don't think Bungie should reissue an identical weapon. So No, I agree with that. I, I definitely I think all of us can agree that we would like to have way more new stuff than reissues, but I just thought that, that one little thing they added was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it at least it at least is some some benefit uh, this season. So good thoughts, good question. I'm gonna go to the next person. Thank you, Salt Shaker. Yeah, thank you. Next up is Wreck It. I hope you're ready. Uh, Wreck It, go ahead with your question. I don't know. Hope you well. Um, what in in the past three weeks? Mm-hmm. Of the the pinnacle milestones, thirty two of these pinnacle milestones that I've received are kinetic weapons that includes the um uh, the iron banner bounties that includes the one from hawthorne is to prove my point even more i just opened up from Hawthorne and it was a toy in trouble <laughs> statistically <laughs> statistically you know 32 milestones in 2026 20, or so of these have been uh, kinetics that can't be fair rng system seen as you know there's it mm. Yep. items to choose from going forward and what they've said in say the the announcements for the, the september season and going like you know beyond that do you think that they are going to be changing this because it's disheartening to not just me you know there's people in my clan that are suffering the same whether it's just with an energy weapon or just helmets or you know and i know there's other people on the forums uh things that they're sort of the same suffering do you, do you think that they're going to have to change this if this is going to be sort of their method going forward of giving us and leveling us up mm-hmm. you know are, are they going to look into this do you think or do you think we're going to be stuck with the same because i'd really love to see the statistics on getting the weapons so you know if it's a fair sort of you know 20 percent split and 15 percent split between each item or is it did they push it you know so sort of one week it's more you know 40 percent to kinetic and the rest percent shared out to the rest of them what's your sort of view on what they're going to do yeah i people don't believe me whenever i say this but i think you're and people are going to say well that's anecdotal but i do think there's loot propensity in the game i think you have a loot seed and you have a loot propensity towards certain items i think this is one of the reasons why certain items always become your most powerful like you just and that's because you keep getting them that's why that happens um i think we have i think there are loot propensities in the game for each player and i think smart rng is 100 percent necessary for um for for the pinnacle grind especially um i don't know if you were here for the whole talk or the whole q a but i i broke it down into two ways i think the the general leveling to the cap you know right now to, to, to 1050 i think that should just be automatic you should be able to rerun milestones you know every three strikes you should get a powerful and then everything should just drop at your level for backfilling and then when you switch over to the pinnacle grind i think the pinnacle grind should be um smart rng then what happened to you literally can't happen it's not possible there's protections in place they've already done this with exotics there's smart rng on exotics you literally can't get another gun you only get armor, and the reason for that is you don't need another Suros regime, right? You already have one. Like, there's no differences in the roles, and so that was a good decision that they made. Another decision that they need to make is to say, hey, if you're going to take the time to grind pinnacles, and, you know, you did 30-something pinnacles, then we're, we're going to have smart RNG, so you cannot have drops that don't, you know, that don't help you level, and 
I keep making this example. If you were playing a game like Borderlands and they were like, hey, come run this quest for 5,000 XP because that's how you level up in Borderlands is XP. You're like, oh, dope, 5,000 XP. That'll level me up and I'll get to try out a new perk and a new ability. And you go and turn in the, you go and turn the quest in and they're like, actually, we're only going to give you 100 XP. You'd be like, what? Why? Why am I not? That's what this feels like. You're like, I went and did the thing to get the pinnacle. And it's not a pinnacle if it hits the wrong slot. And that's why they need to make this change. It basically is a betrayal of what it promises. It's promising a pinnacle, and it's not a pinnacle when it hits the wrong slot. That betrayal, I think, is one of the reasons why, from the bottom to the top, leveling needs restructured, because... I don't like Crucible, and if I take the time to play five Crucible matches and I get the wrong drop, you just betrayed my commitment. It's like, oh, here's your powerful. Well, but it's not a powerful. It's not a powerful. It's If it hits the wrong slot, it sometimes can be lower than the slot that it lands on. So that that's why I think Smart RNG is 100% um, necessary. Thank you, Paul's Gaming, for the five spot. Uh, just got done with solo, solo Prophecy first time. This Q&A, uh, keep it up. Love this Q&A. Thank you so, so, so much. So... Um, do you have any comeback to that? No, no, no. I, I completely agree. I'd, I'd love to see something, you know, which probably falls under the category of smart RNG. You know, each slot has a certain percentage, and then say, you know, you do your three strikes, you get your pinnacle, and it drops as a kinetic. The percentage that you're going to get a kinetic now drops, and the extra percent goes to the other slots. So, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should. It should be a zero percent. You're going to get a kinetic again. You know, maybe drop it down to sort of, you know, five percent, and the, the the rest of singles to the other ones that they've got a higher percentage to drop for you. I mean, you, you come in, you come in from work and you do say, you know, uh, you, your three strikes or you go and do your, your nightfalls, you grind out sort of two, three, four hours mm-hmm. of work, uh, work on, on Destiny. It does feel like work sometimes, but, and it drops, say, uh, I don't know, a kinetic, which you, you've had from the last three pinnacles and you have to just dismantle four hours of your time becomes beyond frustrating to the point where you, you, you're like, I don't really want to go and do any more content anymore. You know, this, you know, all my pinnacles are done for the week. I didn't make mm-hmm. one level of progress. What's yep. what, what's there to do going forward? Now, yes, mm-hmm. you could do like a new prophecy just for the new armor, or you could do raids, but even then it's, it's just to the point of disheartening is just, it's, mm-hmm. it's beyond ridiculous. Yeah, um, no, that's exactly right. I, I think it, I think it hurts. It, it's frustrating for the hardcore player. I think it actually hurts anybody who's not a hardcore. Like, it le- legitimately hurts. It's like, I only have two hours. I played for two hours, and I got I got literally nothing for my time. So I, 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 I agree with that as well. You, you have to you have to rethink the system for people, especially who can't play as much. So mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks anyway. Yeah, great thoughts. I'm going to go to the next person here. It is Tech No... Tyrant, you're on the air, sir. What do you got? Uh, well, I've been picking up my weekly bounties on my other characters because I need XP, and uh, that's fun. And you were talking about uh, a while back about capping your artifact powers at plus 10 and everything. And my main complaint is just the 12 unlocks on the artifact. I want to be able to like get everything without having to pay about 60,000 glimmers my next reset on the artifact. I feel like that's just way too expensive and it punishes me for wanting to try to experiment on the different seasonal mods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the artifact, I think, needs that just removed from it. I don't I don't understand what... It doesn't even serve a purpose. <laughs> it's like, what, what, 
what are we protecting against, right? So let's say on a Tuesday, you want to mess around with one build, and on a Wednesday, you want to mess around with another, you know? I, I don't think people... And even if somebody was to do this, let's say, extreme example, raid first encounter, you have your setup, and then raid second encounter, you reset the artifact and do a completely different setup. Why is that a problem? Why is that any different than changing your weapons? I change my weapons all the time according to the to the uh, the, the encounter. I change my armor according to some of the encounters. So the artifact is another piece of your gear. It's just like your armor. It's just like your guns. Switching it out and resetting it should cost literally nothing. I don't think mods on armor should cost anything. I don't think any of that stuff should cost any currency. I don't see the reason for it. I, I really don't. And then I got another complaint about the mods, and that's just that I think some of the reloader prices are just too high to slot and drain. Because it's like, if I put an enhanced like rocket launcher loader on, I basically can't put anything else on my gauntlets. If I do a regular one, that's over half. That's still about half the total energy on the gauntlets gone for just a basic reloader. Right, and I think... I think one of the main one of the main reasons we had the mod discussion the other day is we felt that it was just um, it was just too difficult. It was too difficult to do something basic. It would just disrupt your entire stat build. So yeah, I think they need to rethink that as well. That's why I said in my video like you guys you can actually see me live today. I think when I go to this armor piece right here, this first slot should be free. All six of these should be costing nothing. The true min-maxing, the true mod discrepancies and decisions that you're making should be over here, between these and between the seasonals. And as you're saying, some of the reloaders just need to, need to be brought down to maybe just like only a three, maybe a four for enhanced. Fives, you know, fives on some of these. Like, I know for the generics, fives make sense, but like a five on an enhanced linear fusion rifle loader, like I just don't know if anybody's ever going to do that. So, enhanced yeah, I tend- rocket launcher loader is six. <laughs> well, rockets suck, but that's a good point. I mean, they're they're. I Makes think there's worse. Yeah, there's some cost. Um, there there is some cost discussion that needs to happen. Um, there is some there is some things that I think they need to look at with cost uh, discrepancies as well uh, as as looking at making some of them just again free because experimentation is really where we want to see some of this stuff go because. That they're doing all this stuff, they're doing all this, all these things, and then no one's taking advantage of it. So, yeah. I, and uh, one last thing is, I I don't know what they're gonna do, but as of right now, the armor I get from like the season pass or the armor I get from opening umbrals is just as good as raid armor. So I think something needs to be done to make it like worth chasing that raid armor because we've already gone in depth about how raid weapons need to be worth getting and a cut above the rest but armor is just uh get a good rolled stat put an ornament on it and then go on your merry way yeah yeah all right i'm gonna go on to wolverine dude thanks for the uh the commentary no problem all right my man wolverine what do you got today Hey, Lono, I wanted to stay on topic and then uh, I wanted to follow up with obviously going to scratch my uh, PvP itch in terms of <laughs> the power level advantage and, and where I think it could fit into the future and where I think you think it fits into the future. But um, I think uh, your uh, previous uh, caller, uh, Wreck It, he hit it like right on the nail. It's just the power level grind. Like I just got my heavy uh, to get me to the 1060 cap yesterday and it, it it's it's dreadful it's dreadful and i think a lot of people can relate to that um i like 
the idea of smart RNG, but I I I think it kind of conflicts with the idea of the whole mythos of finding an item and and i love i love your references to diablo just because i relate to that game so so much in in terms of rng in terms of the game like we play right now in density i minus the looter shooter aspect i feel like it's so relative um i guess uh my first question is is uh do you think smart rng can kind of i guess diminish the rng grind and don't you think like ha implementing something like that was in season of dawn where you got to pick something like a heavy kind of mitigates that tumultuous feeling yeah i here's here's how i've been kind of landing on this because i think rng has value but it needs to be in the right places. RNG on loot pursuit of stat roll on armor, god roll on guns. I think that is a great place for RNG. It protects the player from getting things too quickly, and it gives you that sense of, did I get it yet? I might get it today. Like That, that, that gives you that sense of, I'm going to keep trying. I don't think RNG necessarily lands on leveling in a healthy or a good way, because... There's a difference between you getting the god roll that you're looking for and I still can't get it. That's different than you're having great leveling experience and I'm having bad leveling experiences and so I can't advance. I can't I can't go into the the new content. Like I, I you see what I'm saying? It like it serves as a barrier. You don't need a god roll, you want a god roll. And in some respects, you need to level in order to access certain levels of content. And having RNG keep me from something, keep me from content while my friend goes in and has an easier time. Um, that's where I think RNG just lands in a way that is unhealthy for the player experience. So it's like I'm trying I'm trying to think of a food analogy, right? I thought of I thought of uh, frosting. Frosting is great in the right context but if you put frosting on my steak i'm gonna slap you like get this out of here this doesn't belong here it's gonna it's gonna make it unhealthy it's not gonna taste right you know and so i think rng in the right places in destiny is all this is exactly what we want it's a protective barrier like i'm going for this role i'm going for this role i loved grinding the dungeon it was awesome i was always checking the stats on my armor i was always checking the icola shotgun but leveling I just I don't know I feel like RNG it's like you're tying my shoelaces together but not the guy next to me and we're both running the same race and that's why I, think I just it ends wouldn't up being want irritating. it to be too easy and then at the same time I want to don't want it to be too difficult you going two weeks without getting your heavy slot is I, I think it's unacceptable like that's just way too long to, to, to right. do I, I, I went through two weeks just hoping on a heavy and that's just way too long way 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 too long and then don't even get me started on the Garden of Salvation debacle, which they didn't even put a heavy in that raid, because if you need a heavy that week, there's really no point to even do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. and I think I only want smart RNG in the pinnacle grind, because the pinnacle grind is so incremental and slow. I think it's yeah. almost necessary there. I think in the other element that, I, that I've outlined is like, oh, I'm just trying to get to max level. You could still have the wrong drop. You know, you're running your strike and you get a kinetic and you're like, ah, shoot, that doesn't help me. But you just keep going because you're like, that's ah, fine. I'm getting backfills. You know, three more strikes. I'll get another chance. It's it's okay to kind of bruise me in that in that sec section of the game because it's like, ah, no big deal. You know, I, I'll keep going. So I, I think it's and way... Here's way more painful in pinnacles 
Here's where I'll slightly disagree, respectfully, of course. I feel that within the current system, you could there it could be some viability. And here and here's how I feel. Like I said, I love the season of dawn aspect. The fact that you went to your sundial and, and once a week you got to pick either that energy, that uh, kinetic, or that heavy. Mm-hmm. And that could that could be altered around by you know putting an, a piece of armor there, what have you. But the fact that you could choose that one pinnacle and then and then go through the whole pinnacle grind. I don't know. I don't know if you you've noticed this. You probably have, but the pinnacles that they added for gambit strikes and the crucible, they're only plus ones. Yeah, and yeah, I they're plus that, ones. Yeah, I think that hurts a lot. I mm-hmm. definitely think that hurts a lot because if you do your plus twos. And then you're sitting at a 58, and your base is 56, and then that plus one gives you a 57, and something you already had a 58. It's shot. Yeah. And I think that hurts it. I think if they put those to plus two, I think it probably mitigates a little bit of pain as well. Mm-hmm. But being able to choose something where you know that there's a pinnacle uh, uh, aspirational activity like Garden of Salvation that doesn't offer a heavy slot. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it, it balances. You know. Um, mm-hmm going just going back to diablo real quick uh the fact that there was you know another thing i i I disagree with how you felt about diablo like switching to an axe to a sword i felt really connected to a lot of my weapons in diablo because there wasn't static roles on weapons i know there's not static roles on legendaries in, in destiny but there's static roles on exotics i don't i don't feel always so connected like i feel connected to my rack game personally just mm-hmm. because it has almost 20,000 kills on it but i i felt connected to a lot of my weapons in diablo and and because their roles were different and not that i want different exotic roles in in destiny i just that's that's my only you know disagreeance in, in that aspect yeah i i said i well the way i stated it was it's it's more immersively connected to you as a player in destiny i don't think it's not connected in diablo i just think the perspective the top down the 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 repetition of like you're just kind of yeah. swinging it um i can understand that so i i, I do know you i i do in those games get connected to certain pieces of gear especially if they look cool i always loved mm. when i finally got a good wolf helmet in uh diablo 2 for my druid the druid oh man I, yeah it even if it had crappy stats i wanted to wear it because it looked dope and so but but I really feel like in those games, I'm tossing loot over my shoulder a little bit easier than in Destiny. Again, again, because of the something about there's something about the way a gun feels in your hand, uh, as opposed to some of those top downs. So I I agree. There there's an immersive connection there. I don't think it's quite as strong. There's something so unique in Destiny about the experience we have and the attachment we develop with particular mm-hmm. weapons. For sure. For so. Sure. Great thoughts, um, dude. Oh, you got more? No, well, just uh, just uh, one la- one last thing on Diablo, and then I wanted to ask you real, real briefly about the uh, power level advantage okay. in PvP. But just like uh, about how I want to feel connected to Destiny the way I felt connected in Diablo with finding certain items. Like, for instance, Tyrael's Might. I don't know if you remember that chess piece, but like it had like a less than a 1% drop rate in the longest time. And if, if people can remember, remember Diablo... They can remember that there was currency changes, SOJs, Stones of Jordans, the rings were currency, and then the duping happened in like yep. 2003, and then it changed to, to charms, 3-2020s. It's just like, I, I love that there was a currency, and, and, and I, I, there's no trading in Destiny, but um, 
I like the fact of that, that feeling of, of something dropping on the ground. You get excited that 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 sound in Diablo. And, and, and I wish they'd go back to more stuff dropping on the ground in Destiny, I guess, to, to get you pumped to, yeah. I wonder if that's going to be the role. I, you know. But uh, real quickly on the PvP uh, level advantage, um, do you think that needs to be, uh, you know, I, I know people are very touchy about this and respectfully so, not everyone's, you know, a PvP monster or a PvP, you know, enthusiast. But I, I feel like there should be more of an advantage when it gets to the higher echelons um you know if if someone's at 10 30 and i'm at almost or i'm at 10 60 that person should be doing little to no damage and and that person should be body shotted uh, i mm -hmm. i i i just wanted basically your take in terms of how you feel where where it stands i know you you two you dip your toes into the pvp world but probably not so much compared to the people that are doing trials all weekend long yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it is totally fine if, and this, this is so. This is a giant if qualifier. We get the leveling system to be more streamlined because, and if you cap the artifact at a plus ten, if you do those two things, yo, let's go easy. If you do those two things, then I think it's okay. Number one, I think it is needed. If you want trials gear to actually get sunset, there needs to be power level advantages in there. So a year from now the old trials gear and the old trials meta kind of get shoved off the table and then there's an opportunity for a new meta new guns new perks and they they get their chance in the sun to keep things fresh you know on an annual basis but I don't think power advantage and trials works if you have an endless cap on your ghost it also doesn't work if leveling's RNG based I shouldn't have to kind of sit out of trials for a week or two or have a harder time in trials for a week or two because I got bad RNG like the, sure. the, the, so if you do what I've said where you streamline leveling and you only give a plus 10 on the artifact and then pinnacles are smart RNG then level advantages in trials aren't going to suddenly become this giant potential problem and frustration um for the for the for the player base so do those things first and then i think those power level advantages are fine i've always been against power level advantage in iron banner because iron banner is like a monthly hey come have fun yeah. check out the iron banner yeah. stuff and if you've not been playing enough you're like what what i i'm i'm having a hard, i'm having a hard time you know i'm I having feel a hard like people time people aren't afraid of it i feel like people aren't afraid of the power advantage maybe that's just my opinion but mm. uh, i don't know i just feel like people aren't afraid of it but i agree i agree with iron banner iron banner is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be just a weekly thing where you just go in there now that they've taken out skill-based matchmaking just take out power advantage too it should just yeah. be fun yeah but iron yeah, banner should be feel... more like uh pvp's it's like pvp's faction rally it's just supposed to be yeah. a fun a fun thing awesome. monthly yep 100 100 but uh thank you thank you again for doing this lono and thanks for hearing me out and continue the good work brother thank you dude i appreciate it so so much and thank you to everybody for being here. We're not going to shut down or anything, but we're going to end the call-in session. If you want to take part in these call-in sessions, you got to be a VIP. You can do a VIP sub here on YouTube or on Patreon, whichever is better for you. It gets you Discord uh, perks. And obviously, if you do it here, you also get the emotes. So much love and support today. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch these live on YouTube at saynotorage.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank